This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Mike Francesa Football Friday podcast for week number six. Um, week six began with the uh, Chiefs doing what they do regularly, which is beat the Broncos. It was not the uh, high-scoring game that we expected, considering how bad the Denver defense has been. Denver defense played better, but their offense did nothing, and the Chiefs go on to a 19-8 win. They moved to 5-1. and one. Um, If not for a few drops, they'd be 6-0, and oh, so they're right where they want to be. I, I've heard a lot of theme this week that, hey, the AFC is not as strong as everyone thought it was going to be. Everyone thought the AFC was going to be great, and it's not. Well, the AFC is an inch away from being exactly where we thought it was going to be. Kansas City's 5-1, and one, and they're going to get better by the week. They're going to uncover the passing game that they need. I think Rasheed Rice is, going to become, Rice is going to become the receiver they need opposite Kelsey at wide receiver. Um, their offensive line is good. Their running game is better. Their defense, I think, has a chance to be the best it's been in a very long time. Uh, they are a serious threat. Buffalo is a serious threat. Despite their slip-up in London, uh, we'll see them on Sunday night against the Giants. Uh, Cincinnati should not be counted out. Last week, Burrow looked like Burrow as he went deep, as he threw the ball down the field, as he hit Chase for three touchdowns. He looked like the gunslinger again for the first time. And although they need to shore up their pa- uh, their run defense, which has been porous so far, I would not count Cincinnati out. Okay, Miami is strong. Took a tough blow this week when the dynamic Achon, who has burst on the scene as an electric running back, I mean, putting up outrageous numbers per carry, uh, he goes to the IR. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of players dotting the IR right now, which we'll get to in a minute. But the AFC is not that far off. It is still far more balanced and powerful than the NFC, which has got San Francisco, Philadelphia, both undefeated, and then you slide down. Lions are going to have a very easy run of it in their division. There's nothing there. Vikings are hurting, and they're also already off to a terrible start. We know the Packers are not great. They're off this week. They share by this week, so the Steelers. Um, It's an easy division for the Lions. They'll coast to a good record. They'll probably get a good seed. And then you have Dallas, who just has to find themselves. Dallas desperately needs a second receiver. If Dante, if Adams is, if Devontae Adams is really on the block, and if he is really uh, that unhappy, if the Cowboys could get him. Now, he's only a year and a half into a $140 million contract, so I don't know if that's possible. But if it is, that would be absolutely perfect for them they need you know cooks hasn't done the job they they desperately need a second receiver opposite lamb in in the worst way that's their biggest problem 
yes, they have to be better in the red zone. Yes, the play calling has to be better. Yes, Dak has to be better. But they need a second receiver in the worst way. And they've suffered some serious injuries on defense. Um, talking about the IR, prominent players who have gone on to the IR, either since the season started or this past week, you have Rodgers on the IR, you have Jefferson on the IR, you have Richardson on the IR, you have Achan on the, on the IR, you have Ramsey and Chubb and Conklin and Connor all on the IR. So, you know, it is a war of attrition. It always is. Injuries play a very big part. Who's going to come? Who's going to be in the in the uh, you know concussion protocol? Who's going to be here? Who's going to be doing this? What about your quarterback going down? So that's the Giants this week, probably without Daniel Jones. They don't lose that much with Taylor. Taylor is a very good backup. He's not a bad player. He's a very capable backup. It's one of the pl- few places that you don't lose a lot. Minshew is another one, but Taylor is a good quarterback. He's a pro. He can run the team. But it sounds like Daniel Jones is moving later in the week into not playing against the Bills. The Giants have been pathetic. Now they get the Bills off a loss. We have another London game, Ravens and Titans. Jacksonville loved their stay there. They won two games. Um, Eagles put their unbeaten record in. They're very banged up. They have a lot of key guys who could be out this week. Again, they've been beat up in the secondary badly. They have some other key guys. Carter could be out. Slade could be out. They have a lot of guys who could be out this week. Jets match up well against them if they get crisp coaching and crisp quarterback play. Their defense will match up well against the Eagles, who are struggling in the red zone, who are struggling with their pass attack, who have missed their offensive coordinator. But the big matchup problem for the Jets is their offensive line against the Eagles' defensive front. That is a big problem, and that could wreck a game for the Jets. So the Jets are playing 425 against the Eagles, the Giants at the Bills on Sunday night, which could get ugly because the Bills, when they win, usually win big. As we said, 930 Sunday, the Ravens and the Titans. Ravens are getting healthier. They lost last week to the Steelers because they just shot themselves in the foot and gave the Steelers an opening, and the Steelers took it, as they've done so many times in that matchup, in that rivalry. I mean, you know, you expect that game to be 13-10. You don't expect anything more than that game forever. It's been 13-10, 16-13. That's just the way that game is. The Falcons are 3-2. They get Washington this week at home. They get to 4-2. They have a very good chance this year, even with the erratic quarterback play that they get. They have a good chance to make the playoffs. The Vikings are one and four. Jefferson City IR, the big story there, what do they do with Cousins? The trade deadline is Halloween. Remember, Cousins has a no trade, which means he's got to approve any move and he's going to extract his pound of flesh when he gets the move. He's not going to move for nothing. He's going to want something for moving. Just the idea of going to a contender is not going to just open his eyes for this one season. It's a free agent at the end of the year. What do the Vikings do? Is he the Vikings' future? It's not automatic that they trade him. But it is very likely that the Vikings trade some unhappy players off that team. 
You know, last year they were 11 and 0 in one score games. This year, it has reversed on them because of their turnovers. That has killed them. They've played close games every week. They've lost them. They're one and four. They get the Bears, who are terrible. But the Vikings are very beat up, and it's hard to see them going anywhere this year. The Seahawks, thinking playoffs three and one, get the Bengals. Big game for the Bengals. They got a win last week. Burrow looked like Burrow. They need to stamp that with a big effort against Seattle. They're better than Seattle. Gets a three and three, and all of a sudden the Bengals, who overcame a bad start last year, will have overcome that start again and be right where they need to be. This is still a team that can have big aspirations this year. Burrow's the second-best quarterback in the league when he's healthy behind Mahomes. And I'll tell you, let's be honest for a second. Mahomes has not played well. Yes, he does not have reliable wide receivers. Other than Kelsey, he does not have a target that he really feels that comfortable with yet. He's getting there with Rice, who last night had four catches for 72 yards and almost broke a couple of touchdowns. But he has thrown so many bad balls up for grabs. I mean, just very loose with the football. I understand they know they're going to win these games, but the bottom line is you cannot be that loose with the football. He has got to practice far better ball security. We know how how many plays he can make with his arm, with his legs, throwing sidearms, doing this, doing that. We understand that. But he's not getting the ball in the end zone with the same regularity. He doesn't have that big play wide receiver. The candidate, you know, we thought it could be Tony. It hasn't been. He got a touchdown catch last night, but very little action otherwise. We thought it could be Sky Moore. It hasn't been. Looks like Rice is the guy. But he's got to prove that on a week-in, week-out basis. Nine is unbeaten. Take on the Browns. Browns dangerous at home. Very dangerous with their defense. But the two-way play in the balance of the Niners will be too much. See, the Niners don't have a weakness. There's nothing they can't do. Can they run it? Yes. Can they throw it? Yes. Do they have game breakers? Yes. Can they stop the run? Yes. Can they play defense? Yes. Now, they don't always play great defense. But Cleveland is not going to scare you offensively. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Niners move on from here. And right now, right now, Niners are the best team in the league. That doesn't mean they're the best team. It doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. It means that right now they are playing the best football. Panthers 0-5 get the Dolphins this week. Dolphins, tough break with it, Sean. You know, that they have plenty of weapons. They will overcome it. But, boy, he was exciting to watch. He really burst on the scene. He has done unbelievably. He goes on the IR with a knee injury. They're talking like a month. Well, he's got to be there minimum of a month anyway. Colts are uh, playing pretty well. Get the Jags. Interesting game. Jags won two games in London, played better. Uh, figures to be a very close game. Saints, again, thinking playoffs, why not? With their schedule, their division, get the Texans. Texans lost a heartbreaker to the Falcons last week. Uh, Stroud is playing better by far than all the other first-year quarterbacks. Uh, They are starting to get healthy on the offensive line. The Texans are a dangerous team. They lost Tank Dell. He's probably out with the concussion from last week, going out in the second quarter with a concussion. Doesn't look like he'll play this week. That's a target they need. Pats at one and four. 
And that has become one of the themes and one of the stories of this year. Would the Pats make a change in season? I highly doubt it. You hear about the relationship souring in New England. Hey, nobody's happy in New England right now. They're spoiled rotten. All they know is success. All they've done for 25 years is win. So when they get beat and get beat badly, week in and week out, don't score any points, they're getting booed out of their building by their fair-weather fans. Hey, listen, if you haven't built up any currency as a coach and as a regime that you get a couple of free years. Now, I understand they booed Landry in Dallas and they fired Landry in Dallas. So it's always possible. It can always be time to move on. But remember, Belichick is coach and general manager. More likely is they take the GM job away. Now, the question is, does this become distasteful enough for Belichick where he just walks away and says, you know what, I'll think about coaching somebody else. I doubt it. I think the most likely scenario is he stays there, but it gives people a lot of fodder because you're dealing with a guy who is an immortal coach who ranks with the great coaches of all time. There's no question about it. You know, he's going straight the can on roller skates. He's close to breaking the all-time record. He's got the record for Super Bowls. He's done, I mean, what a, he's been a prolific winner. And now he's fallen on very hard times. He's not good at stocking his team with offensive talent. He's not good with wide receivers. He's not good with quarterbacks. And you know what? His defense has suffered some severe injuries in recent weeks, and they've been non-competitive. They get the Raiders. Raiders have talent, but they're just they're not playing well. They're two and three, but they're not playing well. They're not running the ball as well as they should be. They're not getting the ball to Devontae Adams as much as they should. They just can play better. Let's see what happens here with this game. Pat's desperate for a win. Raiders need a win. They see their old buddy this game, so it's an old homecoming game. We'll see what happens there. Cards and the Rams. You know, the Rams have been competitive. They've done a good job, but it's still going to be an upward climb all year. And the Cards, hey, you know what? They've played far more competitively than I ever. I thought the Cards would absolutely be the worst team in the league this year. They're not. They're not even close. They really have played far better and even had deserved better record than they have. They lost a couple of games they easily could have won. Obviously, the Giant game won on top of that. The Lions at 4-1 and one get the Bucs at 3-1. and one. If the Bucs are real, if we're going to take the Bucs seriously, if the head coach is going to put his fingerprints and his imprint on that defense, which he's capable of doing, Good defensive coach. If Baker Mayfield's going to connect, now Evans is probably out again with the hamstring. Doesn't look like he's made much stride. Um, if they beat the Lions in this game, go to four and one, you got to start to look at the Bucks a little differently. Now the Lions are going to really just have a magic carpet ride. Let's let's be honest, okay? They are going to have a magic carpet ride to the playoffs. There's no way around it. I mean, no team in the league, no team in the league is going to be in a better spot than they are because their division is just, you know, as sweet as it can possibly be. Uh, I mean, they're four and one. Green Bay's two and three and going nowhere. Minnesota's one and four. Bears are one and four. 
Minnesota's breaking things down and might even trade their quarterback. Their best player is on the IR. Bears are abysmal. They've already given up 157 points in five games. Um, they're going to win this by open lengths. They're going to have clinched the division by Thanksgiving. They're going to have a very, very cushy year as far as the regular season. They're not going to play any games where there's any sweat on them. But they also want to make sure they get their seeding high enough where they can do some damage in the postseason because they are going to be so automatic for the playoffs that there's going to be expectations for them to do something good in the postseason. Getting there this year won't be enough because they're going to get there so easily. So that's going to turn the tables on them in their city with their fans. If they had just made the playoffs in a tight division race, everybody in Detroit would have been satisfied. But they're not going to be satisfied now without success in the playoffs because they're going to have been, it's going to be a foregone conclusion that they're in the playoffs. I mean, they're in the playoffs now. They're going to win that division by open lanes. They're going to clinch by Thanksgiving. So there's going to be expectations. The Cowboys play Monday night against the Chargers. They got their lunch handed to them. Probably the best thing for them because it brought their defense back to earth after their defense beat on some bad teams and bad quarterbacks. Because the Jets not a bad team, just a bad quarterback. Um, Dallas is talented, but they've had some key, key people hurt already on defense. And they have been an awful team in the red zone. McCarthy's play calling leaves a lot to be desired. Dak's execution leaves a lot to be desired. And they unbelievably need a upgrade at the number two receiver. They thought that they had the guy in-house. They obviously, obviously do not because they continue to play terribly when they should be playing far better on offense. Now, Cooks is a very fast player who should be able to get deep, but they have not connected on anything. His numbers are awful. So whether you thought it was Cooks, you thought it was Gallup, you you thought it was going to be Cooks, we all did, but it's not. They need a wide receiver. That is their problem. If they had a wide receiver, and they have to keep the offensive line healthy, we know that. But if they had a wide receiver, they would be a different team. Now, San Francisco showed them, and they talked about, Michael Parsons talked about, hey, I want to see them again. Wait till we see them again. Hey, and the Niners said, you don't want any part of us. And you know what? You don't. They don't match up with the Niners at all. Not at all. And the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. They're going to win a bundle of games. They'll go right to the wide with the Eagles for the division. And then they'll probably fall flat on their face in the postseason. Because that's who they are. And you know, I've gone back and forth with Cowboy fans over Dak for years and years. You know I have not been the biggest Dak supporter. He's never, he's had big games. He's had good years. He's never gotten over the hump. Never. He's never made that upper echelon leap into that category. Never. 
Now, before we get to your emails, and remember to send your emails to MikeFrancesaPodcast at gmail.com. Remember that, as always, the uh, podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Go to BetRivers.com, download the app, have everything you need. You see the fancy new banner behind us, okay? They designed it. They picked the colors. Not colors I would have picked, but they look good. You know, they like it. Steal the colors. That's what you think of when you see it. But go to the Bet Rivers app. And remember, get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money by betting just $10 in same game parlays on any game where the square icon is in the corner. And it's in the corner on all the NFL games. So you get the, you know, 10 down, 10 across, and you hit the number, boom, match the score. You get some action for free. You get some excitement for free. And who knows? You might win $10,000 in bonus money, which would be very, very sweet. Your emails right after this. All right, Mike Francis, a podcast at gmail.com. Um, Mark in Manhattan starts us off. What in the world has happened to Russell Wilson? Um, you know, Russell Wilson became disenchanted in Seattle because he said, hey, I want to be able to play this game the way I want. I want to be able to play quarterback with abandon, throw the ball down the field, not play the way I've managed the games in the past, even though we've had great success because we were always a defense, field position, offense last team that was successful and very successful. And he had a habit of pulling out close games. He had a habit of pulling games out of the fire. He needs to operate behind a, first of all, there's a complete malaise over the Denver franchise. Sean Payton walked in. Sean Payton will rub people the wrong way. I've known Sean a very long time. He and I have always had a very good relationship. I like Sean. He's an aggressive offensive coach. He's a good coach. And he's abrasive. Okay? He wants to clean house. Those players know they're not his guys. And he's going to bring in his guys. And I'm sure he's telling them, hey, you want to stay here? Show me that you deserve to stay here. Otherwise, I'm backing up the truck. And that's the way they act. Like they're going to have the truck backed up. And basically, the truck's probably halfway backed up already. And he's getting balls knocked down, as you saw last night. Kansas City has a pension for that anyway. Uh, for knocking balls down, but they, you know, they knocked ball down after after ball last night. Wilson came in last night. His offensive stats have been pretty good so far this year, but they're not winning. The defense has been dreadful because you know they had played, they hadn't played until last night some top quarterbacks, and they hadn't played well. So that team right now is operating here because they have no morale. They have no camaraderie. They are all out for themselves. Half of them aren't going to get hurt. They don't want to get hurt. They're not going to try. Bottom line is they're going to lose a ton of games this year, and he's got to break it down all the way to the foundation. And that's what he's about to do. Jason, do the Jets need to beat the Eagles this week to have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs this season? It would sure help. They need – forget the week one – gift-wrapped, and it was gift-wrapped. I giggle when I hear people say, just beat the Bills. Josh Allen beat the Bills. 
if Josh Allen had run the ball into the line three times rather than throw that interception and punted the ball back and then run the ball into the line three times rather than fumble the snap, which he did on the next possession, two awful turnovers. If he had not turned those balls over in the fourth quarter, they had no chance of winning that game. Zero. That was a gift. They need a win over a good team. They don't need, they don't need to go into their bye week and go in on a loss. Okay? It's not what they need. They're going to come out of that and play a very emotional game. And let's be honest. If the Giants lose this week as we expect, and next week I believe the Giants play Washington, I'm almost positive they do, uh, they do at home. Now I'm going to assume the Giants win that game, but it's, not, it's an assumption. So let's say even if they win that game, lose that game. That Jet game, in a season where the Giants are going nowhere, that Jet game is going to be their season. Let's be honest. Giants are going nowhere this year. Nowhere. Their season is over for all intents and purposes. They already have an eye towards next year. For those who, who have, I've heard some talk about Dable going somewhere. He's not going anywhere. He came in, he had a great first season. He's had a bad second season. Yes, he has wiped out a lot of the goodwill that he built up last year in what was a superb coaching job. He's not going anywhere, though. The Giants aren't moving Dable out. I mean, come on. That's not happening. So they have an eye towards next year, but that game will be their season. That will be their one time to smile and have some and give their fans a present if they could beat the Jets. If they do that and the Jets lose to the Eagles this week in a two and four and then lose to the Giants, well, the Jets are in a hole they're not going to get out of. At two and five. So they do need to beat a good team. It would immeasurably elevate them if they beat the Eagles this week. I expect a close game because A, the Eagles have not really snapped two on offense. They're getting by with their running game and occasional plays in the passing game. They have missed their offensive coordinator. Anyone who said they were going to miss it, and some people did say they were going to miss their offensive coordinator, they have missed them a lot. Their passing game has been bad. They've lost some critical pieces in the secondary. They are banged up on defense. So the Eagles have not, although undefeated, have not been operating with the same devastation that they did last year. They were overwhelming week in and week out last year. They are not that way this year. So I expect a close game. I figure the Eagles will win a close game, but I expect a close game. Why? Because the Eagles are better coached. And the Eagles have a better quarterback, and they'll make more plays. And I think the one matchup that you have to really worry about is the Jets' offensive line against the Eagle pass rush. That is a big problem in this game for the, for the Jets. Big problem. And that is uh, something that they 
that could make this game really one-sided. Um, if it is one-sided. And I don't think it will be. I think it'll be close. Uh, Ravi, we have seen great coaches, Landry, Noel, move away part ways with their teams. Have the Patriots reached that point with Belichick? This is the question. First of all, I have no inside information to that. I have no relationship with the Pats. You know that for a very long time and with Belichick at all. So I'm not the one to ask what's going on. I mean, I know Kraft, but I don't have any insight into the organization and what he's thinking right now. I'm sure they're probably very unhappy with each other. There are a lot of rumblings that they don't get along. But you know what? That has been the case on numerous occasions. It's not like Belichick never came close to leaving or anything else there. You know, he's had his ups and downs, as everyone would over 25 years in an organization. It's an incredibly long time. And they've known nothing but success. They're spoiled absolutely rotten to the core. I mean, who who's going to have a 20 years like they just had? They dominated the sport for 20 years. So now they're going through some lean times. You know, look at Shula the last decade of his career. Look at Shula the first 20 years, then look at Shula the last 10 years. Check out the difference. Patrick, I cannot figure out how the Giants have simply gotten so bad this year. Um, It's a good question. I think the coaching has been poor, as good as it was last year. I think that the offensive line has become such a bad situation. And let's be honest, they have tried to patch it. They've tried to use a revolving door. They've done some things that were not very smart with the offensive line, and it has hurt. I also think they haven't made some of the adjustments that they could make. Go to more max protect. So what? Try to have two guys beat the routes and just play it that way. Because Daniel Jones can't get the ball down the field. And although Daniel uh, Jones has reverted to making mistakes again this year, which he didn't make at all last year, it's hard to blame him in any way completely when you are getting your rear end kicked on a day game in, game out, play in, play out basis. He is getting his rear end kicked to the point where he's on the bench right now with a bad neck. They have slipped dramatically. They have been injured in key spots. Their defense has missed a thousand tackles. They're a bad team. Sometimes when things go bad, they go really bad. They spiral out of control. The Giants are out of control right now. John, we all thought the AFC was superior, but watching the games, I feel like the Eagles and the Cow and the Niners, maybe the two best teams overall, they might be. But it's not any gap between them and the uh, Chiefs, them and the uh, Bills. Bengals need to pick it up a little bit, especially on run defense. Uh, if Burrow's healthy and their run defense gets short up, they're right there too. Miami's good, explosive, not great, but good. They're, the AFC is still superior in terms of depth. The NFC might be a little top-heavy with the Eagles and the Niners, who you could put right there at the top right now. I would say one, two, three. I would go one, San Francisco, two, Kansas City, three, uh, Philadelphia. 
that's how I would look at it right now. And I don't even think Kansas City has hit on all cylinders, but I think that the Eagles, who you got to give them credit for being undefeated. You can't and ever, ever downplay that. But they have not clicked the way they clicked last year. They have not hit a stride like they hit last year. They still have a ways to go in him feeling comfortable with the offensive coordinator and feeling comfortable with the passing game. That has not come to fruition yet this year. It will. Hey, the Eagles are going to win a lot of games. I think they're going back to the Super Bowl. I, I felt that. I picked Philly, Cincy. I'll stay with that. I know Cincy's gotten off to a very rugged start. And if Burrow's healthy, that's a big step. But they also have to play far better on defense than they have. But they, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be a very dangerous out. Even if they make it as a wild card, they'll be a very, very dangerous out. Enjoy the NFL this week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.